Howdy do, y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find The Ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Lips LA with Scott Lips. Hey, it's Scott. Welcome back to yet another exciting episode of Spin Magazine's Lip Service. My next guest is a fascinating personality, musical phenomenon. He's a singer, songwriter, and so much more. He is Dom, a.k.a. Youngblood. Youngblood was nominated for four Enemy Awards, MTV Music Awards, the Brit Awards. At the age of 20, he released his first music. Now on the heels of his third full album and his new single, The Funeral, I'm excited to bring him to you on the show. I think you'll love this conversation. It's about to come out right around mid-May, and we did this uh, right about mid-April. So we have a few scoops for you, and I'm excited. This is the second time he's on the show. Lip Service alumni, Dom Youngblood, coming up in just a moment. You're listening to Lips LA with Scott Lips. Our show today is brought to you by the fine folks at Thursday's Boot Company. You guys have seen me rocking these boots in every other picture I have on Instagram. I'm always repping them. Thursday's Boots is a bootstrap startup that makes the best handcrafted boots and sells them direct to consumer at some of the lowest markups in the footwear industry. Thursday's Boots' tagline is highest quality, honest prices because they use some of the best materials like full grain leather, supple glove leather lining, and gold standard Goodyear welt construction. Thursday's Boot Company sells their boots at prices starting at just $149 with free shipping and returns. They've been featured in all the best fashion press, from Esquire to GQ to Cosmo and Vogue. More importantly, they've gotten over 20,000 five-star reviews from real customers. Thursday's boots are perfect for people who understand quality and don't want to pay a high retail markup for a great-looking pair of boots that are built to last. So check them out, at Thursday's Boots on Instagram. My favorite shoes, my favorite boots. You always see me repping them. You'll love Hey, howdy do, y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find The Ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Lips LA. Welcome, my friend, Mr. Dom, a.k.a. Youngblood. It's good to be here. Hello, Scott. How are you? I'm great, mate. Great to see you. I come bearing gifts. I know, dude. I'm literally, I'm going to get into a cup of tea now. You know what I mean? Have you, is this just hot water? Or is yeah, it you got, got hot water, you got milk. I got a Mars bar for dude, you. Dude, I can't believe you got me Yorkshire tea. Where'd you find this in LA? Well, you don't really find it. You have to send away for That's it. That's what so I'm saying. It. Amazon <laughs> delivery, do you know what I mean? I'm down. I haven't seen you in like a couple of years. So by the way, it's so great to see you. And also, I wanted to do this because as a little homage to your success, uh, how well you've done. It's and pretty, just it's, the... It was pretty crazy. I remember that first week when I came to LA when, when we were just trying to get signed. Yeah, yeah. And we met and, um, and it's pretty... I don't know. I think I, we'll we'll unpack it in a minute. But like going into like the next album and kind of what it means, it's almost literally like a full circle reincarnation moment. You know, what I mean, that's why I wanted to come on here because you were literally one of the first people that backed me and kind of saw what I wanted to to do and and be. You yeah. know what I mean? And and it's cool when you kind of 
come back to your friends and 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 like come back to where it all began you know what i mean Cause it's so easy to fucking forget yeah it's funny dom like i rem- so i still fast. remember like i was with john janik i guess it was four years ago i was in his office and he said to me listen i'm gonna take you to the show tonight this guy is playing the Viper room. He's our biggest priority and he's going to be Trace. the biggest rock star ever. <laughs> and you got to join me at the show. And I went with him and Daniel Senna from Interscope. John's the president of Interscope. And, uh, and I was blown away. The Viper room. I was it four years I, ago, I five years too. ago. You see that too. My two, two, two still chips happened that night. Yeah. It happened that night. That I remember on stage, I was like bleeding. I was like, Everyone's like, oh, we got to get that fixed, man. I was like, no way. It looks sick. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I've had a chip too, but it keeps getting bigger and a bit more chips. Like, I'm not careful like Keith Richards in the 90s. <laughs> well, it was incredible then. I was blown away. And I love seeing what you've accomplished. It's been about three years since I've seen you, I guess. The show, as you know, because you've been on the show before. So this is your second time on the show. Now we're involved with Spin Magazine. Dude, You're on the cover. So, dude, it's so mental. I was like, I literally remember seeing... Um, nirvana on the cover and yeah I, like that that was their first proper editorial cover i think you yeah i mean on spin i was like literally i kurt on the wall and um to kind of do spin magazine was pretty mental to me you know what i mean it was literally like, i remember when nirvana got offered rolling stone i can't remember what the editor of spin called but kurt called the editor of spoon was like should we do this man is it like a bit fucking <laughs> weird man and, and then and then uh and then the guy was like, yeah, you should absolutely do that. It's fucking Rolling Stone. You know what I mean? But I was like, I think the heritage, it was it's really the rock and roll magazine spin, isn't it? You know what I mean? So I think to be offered that cover and to kind of really get kind of deep with it. You know what I mean? I wanted it to be a spin cap. I think there's a lot of fucking editorial right now that feels so plastic. And it's really bad for the planet. You know what I mean? Literally and metaphorically, I really wanted, I think I wanted to bring something raw to to the magazine cover. You know what I mean? I think a lot of the time it's very studio, very kind of like fast fashion clothes and it makes me a bit sick. You yeah, know I remember, I, mean? I think you did like a walk down Hollywood Boulevard with Danny, the yeah, creative director, it was, it was and literally just, just, it I real, just, right? I think with it all, I think with this kind of new record that's just kind of been announced, it's literally going back to what fundamentally made up young blood and mm-hmm. and i think kind of i i wanted i want it to be as raw as fuck you know what i mean I, I like i want it to really kind of ensue my morals and kind of really back up what i've been about for a long time because i think as you can kind of it's a bit of a poison chalice this this thing you know what i mean and a lot of people you, your message can get diluted because your narrative isn't yours anymore it's the world so yeah. anyone can say anything about you and it can be perceived as the truth you know what i mean and 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 firstly i, I just was like I, i'm saying with this i don't believe everything you read and if you really want to know who i am listen to it and and and, and please read the words because like this album is it, it's going back to Pink socks, lager, Yorkshire tea, and a mentality that is all about being unapologetically who you are. Mm. And I'm gonna fight for equality. And I'm gonna fight for 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 people. I think I think I believe there's a lot more good in this world than there is bad, and we gotta fight for it. But I ain't gonna fight for it politely. 
And it's hard to see at this time when you look at what's going on around us. That's so what I'm saying. And I, I, think, I, think, I think with it all, I think we have got to love a lot more. I think that's got lost in the world. And I'm just, I'm really excited to to put this record out. You know what I mean? And, and, and you built such an incredible community with your fans. I mean, it's dude, crazy because the last time I saw you, as I said, was like three years ago. And I remember, I believe it. Tea, <laughs> I love it. I think it was the, the Fonda Theater. I live right by there, Dom. And I was there, uh, I guess you played there, what, like three years ago or something? They had um, the yeah, theater? wild. Absolutely wild. Yeah, three three years ago before before we all got locked inside and magic show man yeah and um, I, re I remember it building so i remember the viper room to bigger venues and all of a sudden you're playing the fonda and i went there and i went to go say hi to you and there was literally thousands of people outside on the street waiting for you to dude, come outside and i was like mental. you built this community i think that's what i'm most proud of to be honest i think like if you really know young blood it was built with four mates and an iphone mm. you know what i mean and it literally was built from 80 people in Nijmegen, uh, not in, in, in Amsterdam, then Nijmegen, Holland, then Belgium, Hassel, then Germany, then Paris, then I flew to America and got signed. You know what I mean? It was, it's like, with it, after finding, like, no one would sign us. No one was interested. No one even write about us because we were doing rock music. Like, you know what I mean? We were doing rock indie music in 2018 when rap was king when yeah. when skepto stormzy in the uk when lil pump um was was, was a lil yachty was was king in america you know what i mean no one was interested i remember going to amsterdam and 80 kids had turned up wearing bootleg merch that made themselves about like king charles the first song I'd ever released and i remember just putting that on on the internet and then it just got bigger and bigger and bigger and, and and I think if anyone wants to know or anyone questions how Youngblood got to where it got, it was it's like it was just a constant state of shock in every ta every place that I went, people and young people and old people were turning up and losing their shit. And I just put it on the internet and that's how we got to that place because initially it was hard for you to get signed right well let's take it back to the beginning actually because yeah. the show as you know goes through a little bit of your history and up until the new record and we'll talk about it because by the time this comes out the new record will be announced fully so we'll be able to talk and about it i know it. the secrets i'm <laughs> down the secrets that we have to Crazy. announce here which is great and and the cover of spin will come out right around the first week of May or so but literally back in the day when you first started you grew up like i think your dad owned a guitar yeah store. me old man and me, me granddad had, had a guitar shop in doncaster you know what i mean and, and that was literally like my education you know I, I would i would literally finish school get picked up go to the shop so i finished school at 3 30 and then I'd work till seven, get paid 20 quid, buy a record from HMV and Donnie, buy some fish and chips <laughs> and vibe. You know what I mean? That was yeah. literally, that was it. And I was, all my life, I was going to work in a guitar shop. That's what I was going to do. I was going to follow in my dad's footsteps, take over um, my, da my dad's guitar shop and sell guitars. But I didn't want to sell guitars. I wanted to be on stage. And those, the boys in the shop, I'd look at them. I remember they'd have piercings and listen to Joy Division and I'd be like, you're so cool. They'd be like 17, 18 and I'd be like 12 and they thought I was really annoying. You know what I mean? And and that was where I, I learned like a lot of people think I don't know a lot about rock and roll but I could talk anyone. You probably, you know, you know yeah, what I mean? I can yeah. talk for, we've I, talked about, you know what I mean? For, yeah. I, for I can talk music till 
You know what I mean? People get sick of me because I'm like, fucking hell, we're at dinner or we're at a club. And I'm talking about, you know what I mean? The quarrymen or disintegration by the cure start to finish why the gaps were supposed to be where Robert intended. You know what I mean? All that, all that shit, you know what I'm saying? You were surrounded by Britpop. It was, that was it. It was literally the Stone Roses, Oasis, Pulp, Joy Division, going into New Wave, Cure, Sex Pistols, The Damned, The Exploited, Susie Sue, Boy George, The Rolling Stones. But at the same time, Madonna, Lady Gaga. Yeah, fully, and that was it, because yeah. that's who I found on, on my own. My mum was a massive Madonna fan. My dad loved Madonna, but then I thought, like, Gaga was my Madonna. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. I found, like, love Madonna, but I, I, I was I was much, I, I don't know, I related to Gaga a lot more. And since um, we've spoken about this, your music is a combination of everything. That's it, man. I think I think what's so interesting, I think when I came out, everyone was like, Youngblood's this punk and put me in a box. What Youngblood was about was, I was like, it's about not being in a box and right. then automatically the media and, 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 and the world kind of saw, like, I was loud, I was bratty, I was talking about, the world and what I thought was wrong with it and what I thought was right with it on and the way I thought it should be. And everyone's like, punk, he's a punk. And that was sick, but it also came with a lot of people questioning who I am. Cause I'm not, I've never fucking said I'm anything. Yeah. I'm a piece of stardust, man. <laughs> it was fucking floats around and, and talks the way I talk and, and just behaves the way I want to behave. You know what I mean? I was like, I, I'm just as, much influenced by Lady Gaga as I am by Johnny Rotten. Uh, and I'm just as much influenced by David Bowie as I am Morrissey before he was a dick. You know what I mean? <laughs> Were your parents turning you on to Bowie? Was it the Who? Oh, it, was, was it, the it was, it was, it was, my granddad was the Who. Um, and my dad was the Stone Roses. He had, he had, he had the Stone Roses on in the car. Like, we'd go on a Sunday drive. Do you know what I mean? Just me and my old man were just like, he tempted me for it. It was like a bonding thing we do. You know what I mean? It would literally, every day would be the Stone Roses. Every time we'd drive, start to finish. You know what I mean? I am the resurrection. End on fool's gold. <laughs> Good night. You know what I mean? And yeah. that was just what we'd do. Great band. And, me, and he'd be like driving, like doing the fucking Liam thing. You know what I mean? Before Liam, like Ian Brown was doing that. You yeah. know what I mean? And then Liam was doing it. And, and it was all Britpop. And then... I found hip hop and I found pop and that's the, that's the thing for me. It's like I loved, I loved Fred Astaire, mm. loved Ginger Rogers. You know what I mean? I I loved I loved anything to do with expression. I loved dancing. I loved the ballet. I loved drag. I loved mime artists. I loved makeup. You know, and I think the biggest misconception about me and I think my authenticity is that what when the fuck did not giving a fuck, get put on such a fucking pedestal for rock and roll. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like showmanship was in my blood. It was what I loved. Freddie, Mick Jagger, Gaga, Madonna. And it's like this thing about to be a rock star, you've not got to give a fuck and you've not got to like, I fucking care. I care about the way I move, the way I talk, the way I sing, the way I fucking process myself on the internet the way i put myself on the internet and i think that can make people have a misconception that they don't want to listen to me because I'm a, i try a bit hard yeah i fucking do try hard and that's cool as fuck to me because 
I'm so sick to death of, oh, yeah, I don't give a fuck. Cause it's all a fucking act anyway. <laughs> yeah, Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's all bollocks anyway. Because I know when the door gets closed, they really do truly care. And if people, you know what I mean? People say to you that they don't care, they're lying. By the way, the fact that you care so much about your fans says so much. Because that's the point. It's yeah. like, I do care. Everyone, to do anything in this in this career, right? That's why I have such a problem when people call peers of mine or me or whatever, this fucking thing that's floating around the internet right now, this industry plan thing. I know what it takes for every single person who's ever been successful to get there. Because it was, it was let me tell you right now, who decides whether an artist's big? Not the label, not the fucking radio station, not the streaming, not the fucking... You can have everything, can't you? You can have absolutely every backing in the world. Fuck me. You know what I mean? I, like, when when I get more backing, it doesn't work. You know what I mean? When I do a collaboration that I think's going to fucking pop, it doesn't work. And that's sick because who controls what's successful or not? The people. The people. People. You out there. Yeah. That's why I think, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I adore artists. Like, I love Lil Nas X. I love Billie Eilish. I love Harry Styles. And when people say, oh, Billy's a plan, or Harry only got where he was because he was on a, on a fucking talent show. It's like, that's so, that's such bollocks. Nah, it it comes down Harry, to the songs you know, That's what I'm saying. Way, Harry's so, yeah. passed three, well, two albums going to his third album. I think I've been fucking truthful to who he was. Yeah. And shocking. You know what I mean? And I think that's, that's cool as fuck. You know what I mean? Noel was slagging Harry off for being, and I fucking love Noel. I'm the biggest Oasis fan ever, yeah. but I think he was talking bollocks when he was slagging Harry off because I think Harry's music's great. And I think that's what's beautiful about 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 music. You know what I mean? Like it's all about truth, and it's and you can't you can't bullshit kids yeah. anymore. It's like people say. People often ask me, "What would you say to your generation?" or "What would you say to kids?" Like such a fucking weird question. You know? But <laughs> I, I won't say anything. I'd listen. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's and the point. It's interesting, though. You worked so hard for this, though. It didn't happen overnight. Dude. And yeah. you worked your ass off. You've been around the world, I think, seven times now, though. Yeah, it's pretty much. Since man. I've seen you, yeah, which it's, is crazy. It's, it's pretty I think I think that's really kind of what I, what's made me so excited about this next record. It's like, it's pulling back to basics. It's pulling back to Pink Socks. It's pulling back to the community. It's pulling back to what, what I want to say. You know what I mean? I think everything up to this point has been such a massive explosion of expression and truth in that minute even if i was not going to believe what i was saying a year later because i grew up or i read more on it i was like if you want to if you listen to me or whatever i am telling the fucking truth even if it's completely naive or the world moves on very quickly i'm gonna tell the truth uncensoredly unpolitely neat whiskey in the fucking moment you know what i mean but what's so sick about this next album it's called Youngblood it's self-titled and it's truly about me and I've bathed in emotion I've bathed in the feelings I've had hurt I've had ups and I'm kind of fell in love and I mm. fell out of love and then I really fell in love and I just think when I listen to like the Clash Train in Vain and 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 when they kind of moved on it's like why the hell can Youngblood not sing about love? And why the hell? Because that, that's what it's about. Ultimately, the biggest adjective to describe this community is love. Yeah. And uh, you know what I mean? And I'm really excited to put this record out because it really gives you kind of a, a, a peep into 
like I, I went I went so deep because I didn't think I could go that deep, but I I got that deep because of the community around me allowed me to. Most of this was done, I assume, during the lockdown, right? Which, it was, knowing how social you are, I'm sure it's a very hard thing for you I to did. do. I did. It was home. weird. It was actually. It was. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was on the 2021 start. 2021. I had every studio available to me. The label will put me with every fucking writer under the sun, and I think that can be the death of an artist, to be honest, because everyone goes, "This is what I think Youngblood is," and then you hear 50 people tell you what Youngblood is, and you go, "Hang on a second, what?" And it makes me go, "What the fuck? Whoa, who the fuck is Youngblood?" <laughs> And I think the answer to that is, with this album, I don't fucking know. You listen to this album, you tell me. Were there certain writers that you worked with on this record that you really connected with? It was like, with it all, I literally, after that, I shut the doors, I told everyone to fuck off, and I went to a bedroom in Glendale with a guy called Chris Griotti and Jordan Brasco. Mm. And Jordan Brasco was working in a fucking Thai restaurant, and we always had to piss out of him. Because he was just just like, he was always late, and it was so cute. I was like, fucking hell, man. What, uh, was he like a waiter at a time? He was a waiter at a oh, Thai wow. restaurant. He was always late to the sessions because he was like working. Then he'd wow. come to the session um, at their house in Glendale in a bedroom. And that's how it had to be made. It Amazing. was like it had to be this reincarnation to be 15 years old again going. People don't understand my intentions. People don't understand the way I express myself right now. People. So it's going to it's 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 the same thing I felt when I was 15 years old at school. Incredible. I feel this. It's almost like, and it's so trippy. Like Grant Owens from We We Found New Music hit me up yesterday, and it's so crazy that I'm talking to you and Grant. Yeah. Who, when I first came here, no one gave a fuck. Yeah. It's kind of gone full circle, and I feel like I'm starting out again, and and it's just coming from this raw, beautiful place that needs to, just fucking needs to be that. If it gets, if it, if Youngblood gets too glossy. It just don't fucking, it don't, it doesn't, it doesn't happen. It can just never be that. I ain't ever going to be this glossy fucking pop star. Well, that's what we love about you. Yeah, I mean, I'm always going <laughs> to say what the fuck I think. Yeah, definitely. Well, talk about this new record a little bit. Obviously, I saw this video you did with Ozzy and Sharon, which so was sick. incredible. And you must have been pinching yourself thinking like, Pretty how did mental. I get to do a video with Ozzy and Sharon? And, <laughs> and and how did this happen to me? So they're not actually on the record. He's, no, Ozzy's not he's, on the he's record, in the but... video. I mean, my mum couldn't believe it, to be honest. I said, you'll never get so I've got on this. Uh, in the video, and she was like, what? Because... Um, my sister had dyslexia, so you know you could get them like dyslexic glasses, what looked like Ozzy used to wear. Yeah, and he just nick my sister's glasses and sit in front of the TV and be like, <laughs> pretending to be Ozzy Osbourne. You know what I mean? And, and were I, you a big Ozzy fan? A massive. Ma- massive. I, I, I was a massive Osbourne yeah. fan. I used to watch Sharon on the X Factor and shit. And it was like, if I was gonna be on the X Factor, I'd want to be in her category because she'd let me be rock and roll. You know what I mean? On um on shit like that and um. I know Kelly really well, and Kelly's Kelly's a legend, you know what I mean? Proper British, bratty fucking legend, yeah. you know what I mean? And she came to a show, and we connected ever since, and I asked, I asked her, I was like, well, do you want to be in it? And she was like, I mean, I'm in Iowa with, with Sid, because she's dating Sid from Slipknot. And um, and uh, at the time, she was like, I can't, I'm on tour, but my mum and dad would love to do it. I was like, you're fucking joking, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then they came down, and it was amazing, and... And then obviously putting this record out with Willow next. I think she's she's fucking great. She's got bite. Her voice is incredible. You know what I mean? I think like we, we had the we had the record ready to go and it's so beautiful when an artist comes in and completely gives your idea 
and you're painting a complete new perspective. It's almost like she, the fucking picture was painted and she came in and just fucking threw fucking white, black, pink splashes all over it and just made it so much better. That's the next single, Memories, that's going to be released sometime Memories. in May, I believe. Yeah, right? that's May the 6th, so this will probably be out because we're doing this in the past. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's interesting. I mean, this new album, you've collaborated with so many artists, Dan Reynolds, Imagine Dragons, to a host of others. There's this incredible movement. MGK, yourself, you guys are tight, obviously. Yeah. Willow, Travis. Talk about that community for you it's and what a, it means. And there's a movement towards rock, which I say, that's I, why you and I bonded early on when we met. That was it, man. I think with it all, I am. Um, as long as people got guitars in their hand and kids are playing guitars again, I think that's the goal for yeah. everybody. We all kind of represent different hemispheres. No you question. I mean, as I say, like Kells and Travis been massively integral to, to to putting live instruments on records and 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 playing guitar and playing live instruments. Willow playing 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 guitar, singing like she does, really pushing genre because rock and roll is such a fucking white dude genre. And I love that she's come in and been like, fuck you. This yeah. is what I've got to say. And that's so sick to me. You know what I mean? And um with it all like I had an opportunity to kind of do a pop punk album, but I wasn't going to do that. I, I really love the way that kind of when you talk about that scene, every artist kind of takes up a piece of the sky. Mm. I was like, what am I? I feel like I'm a British rock musician, so I'm going to do fucking British rock music yeah. in the way that I believe British rock music and rock music should sound. And it's so sick and so refreshing because people ain't in competition anymore. Rock and roll is such a, 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 a genre of, competition everyone's looking side to side going, what are they doing everyone's embracing each other again and i think that's really cool even back to the oasis blur days where they were constantly fighting they were constantly nothing, fighting you know? but they were all they were they were drinking in the pub <laughs> right. two hours later yeah, you know yeah. what i mean I, that's what i think it is it's all about that that sense of community and that sense of bite that i genuinely believe the world will catch up to you know what i mean a lot of people are mad about kind of younger artists touching the sacred genre of rock well you have that camaraderie with mgk and talk about that for a moment right you guys have been doing during lockdown you did the young blood show yeah, but i just I, I, it was it was weird i think we struck a, a, a chord with i think i'm okay and, and we did something really really crazy together that we didn't expect we just literally i walked into his house in a skirt and he's got all these fucking mates in odds smoking joints and that i'm like hello lads in me fucking mini skirt going how's it going you seen the machine gun and they were like oh yeah he's in the back and that night we were all i think i'm okay and it it was had you known him before or that was the never first he texted me he got my oh. number from halsey and he just texted me i was like yo let's work i was like cool but it, be it became this incredible friendship dude I mean, yeah it became this fucking i would say you're it, almost like soulmates yeah right? it became this just fucking i just think like we just have an energy Mm. That's just like beautiful, and we f and we. It, I think it's cool. We fight. We fucking love. It's just fucking that that energy is what is needed. You can't. I just think artists. You can kind of be seventy percent connected mm. because it's almost like we're working together we want something out of each other when that's not the way it should be it should be like let's just fucking create and do fun have fun is he gonna be on this new record no he's not now? on this new record i, I um as of yet i think 
I don't know. We're kind of doing our own things for a bit. We'll probably come back in in and 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 join together. But I just think like that's important to kind of be like the ocean. Yeah. Everyone should kind of respect each other's art and then come together when when the time's right. You know what I mean? And and just this this beautiful fucking wave. I would love to see a collaboration with you and Liam because I think that'd be incredible. I think that I, I, it'd be hilarious. I think I think, would, I think me yeah. and Liam sitting down together would yeah, be fucking be hilarious. A lot of old rockers would get mad about it, <laughs> but I think that'd be fun. You and I also I mean? think that's like the one band if they would get back together, you would love to tour with. Oh, I'd be mental. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think I think I think they're. Uh, to be honest, I probably wouldn't want to tour with Oasis. I just want to watch them. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Cause it's part of the magic. If you see him backstage, you see fucking Liam. In like is oh what's Liam? Oh, he's in the toilet having a shit. That'd probably ruin me fucking life. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, fuck's sake. The myth is gone. Yeah, the myth is gone. It's like to me, he just sits in a little box in a parker. Yeah. And then comes out and 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 is a fucking rock icon. He's, you know what I mean? But I think if you know, it's like oh, he's he's you know what I mean? He's having a shit next door. I'd probably cry. Be like fuck. Are you a Noel or Liam solo project kind of guy? Because I, I, I actually love the new stuff I that just, Liam's doing. So I do I. I think, I think they're fucking great. Yeah. I don't know. I love them together. I just love the bite they had. But I go see both of them. Yeah, yeah. There's just something about it. I've seen Liam at um, Reading and Leeds. And there's something about him standing at the fucking mic. Yeah, incredible. Singing, incredible. singing fucking rock and roll star or supersonic. You know what I mean? Just... It'll happen. If we manifest it, it'll I, happen. I, so. I, I just was like, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I was like, just do it. Yeah. If you just fucking do it for the people, just do it once, you dickheads. Yeah. You By the way, I, I don't know if I made that tea. You know, no, I tried I'm, to bring I you all the it. right things, so I'm saying, but I'm, I'm not down. I'm going to crack my Mars got, bar. We got the Mars bar. So I'm we're saying, all, we're I'm literally going to crack. I'm, I'm down. It's like, there's crap. also something called penguin. Uh, penguin, yeah. Penguin yeah. chocolate bars. Those are also good, apparently, to dip in. You just dip in your tea. You know what I mean? I was doing a lot of research for this for you, but I found that this was probably the thing that you do the Mars bars. Me Mars bars are my favorite. You know what I mean? I love it. They're all hard to get here, but we we found them for you. I'm down. So talking about the new record a little bit, Dom, like let's get into it a little bit more. So the record should drop sometime in the fall. Um, did you collaborate September with anyone 2nd. else? Okay, great. And yeah. have, is there a title? Can we talk about, you know. Self-titled. Self-titled, okay. Young Blood. And it's really about finding your truth for this I record. Think, I think when, when you kind of have a third record, third album, you really, if it's like London Calling by The Clash or Queen's third album or Bowie, it's like you really figure out who you are. Mm. And you really figure out. Up to this point, it's been me going, "Hello, I'm Youngblood. Everybody love me, please, because I love you." But this album's like, it's got that. Like, if you look at the cover, it's got this sadness to it, and it's got this kind of like, "I'm over here in the fucking corner." If you want to listen to it, listen to it. If you don't, is this the album would, that you're most most proud of at I this point? I think so. Yeah. I think it's literally got to a point where it's just like. I, I can't wait to play this album for people who hate me because it'll give them context. Let's talk about that a little bit. I mean, I love the fact that you're always spreading positivity and love out there. And there is a lot of hate online, but I don't know why there is. Ultimately, like, you know, you're one of the best artists of this generation. But I think some of this record and some of your other songs, even Fleabag, spoke to the fact that there's this negativity out there th when, yeah, when there shouldn't be. I it should be we about spreading about love. I think what we were talking about earlier, I think I fucking try. Yeah. And I'm loud and I love 
with every single ounce of me, and people hate that. And you're real, and so that's another. I, I, thing. I think I think I think that's the thing. I think I I tell the truth, mm. and I think when I think when someone's so abruptly loud, and abruptly truthful, people are like that's not fucking real. That's not real. No way. That's real. And I'm just like, I would love to sit down with people for twenty minutes. Ooh think that it's all a facade and it's all fake because i think if anyone sat with me for, for 15 minutes they would know that what everything i'm about and that it, literally all i'm doing is just putting my soul out there yeah literally and i think that's the thing with this album it's like i'm not so like i don't care it's not that i don't care if people hate me or hate it it's that i can't care because this album's about me. This is me putting my soul on a fucking plate. If you don't like it, I can't really do much about that, can I? Yeah. You know what I mean? I think as an artist, you can kind of do little things that dilute yourself a little bit in the name of success. And I've done that. You know what I mean? I've done that a couple of times to, to, to get a little bit bigger. But what I think's beautiful, it hasn't fucking worked. Mm. And I think the things that have worked is when I've been so fucking truthful. And that's cool because I've just been on this journey of figuring it. You've literally watched an 18-year-old young person grow up and tell the truth. And now I'm 24 years old. And I just think, like, I just, I just, I'm so excited to, 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 to put this album out. I mean, you've touched so many fans with your music, and when you talk about the Black Hearts Club and all your fans, I mean, are there stories in particular that you remember that you've I, touched, I think, you've I changed fans' it's, lives? It's it's like, I'm not going to They are the reason why I literally get out of bed. They are the reason why I didn't fucking top myself. They are the reason why I genuinely breathe. You know what I mean? I think all this is about community. Mm. It's like it's like when you look when you talk about like journalists and... And again, like people going, oh, I don't really get it. And I'm like, you think this is about me, don't you? It's about them. How naive of you. This is not about me. This is about us. I think there was a beautiful article that was written when we played the Albert Hall. And someone was like, oh, fuck. I came as a young blood skeptic and realized that it's not about him. Because it's not about me. I'm so fucking sick of people being like, oh, Youngblood, it's that bratty northern British kid. It's like, it's not. It's a community of people all over the world coming together for one reason, to feel seen and to feel heard. And it's like, if you are out there listening to this podcast and you don't know who I am and you feel like you don't have a voice or you feel like you're underwater, you feel like the world around you, your mum, your dad, your friends, your, your work colleagues, anyone, your boss, your your, your fucking vet is not listening to you. You don't have to be some alternative person with a nose piercing. You can be coming home from work right now. You can be going for a divorce right now. I promise you, come into this community and we will hear you. And we will be a family to you. And we will understand you. And we will connect with you. You can walk into a Youngblood show and there's 10,000 people. You're not going to see a gig. You're not going to sing the song that's big on the it sing the song back that's big on the radio. You go in there to see people around you, put on this earth for the same reason as you, to be who they are, without censorship, without without pressure, and to defy 
the fucking world that's putting weights on their ankles. Yeah, because essentially when you were a kid, you were misunderstood. I think, that's right? it, man. It's just like with it all, it's like I was far too opinionated for my own good. Mm. I was, I was, I had red hair at fucking six. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, I was like, you're even acting early on. I was just like, I wanted to just express myself. And yeah. I think people are afraid to to kind of, people don't like being told that they're wrong, especially if it's by somebody younger than them. When did your parents know that this is what you wanted to do? I mean, when did they finally accept? I remember my mom path? said I was listening to, to A Night at the Opera by Queen and singing it on my bed doing full Freddy. I mean, mum, I was a crack through my door. I mean, mum said she watched me for five minutes and she remembers like literally thinking like, oh fuck, this, he's really, he's really good. Like I was like nine or 11 or something. And I was like, actually, I, you know what I mean? It's not like me being like, nah, nah. I was like fully performing as I do now in my, in my room. Into you could a hit all the Freddy notes. Yeah, now. I think so. I don't know. Probably <laughs> not. Like probably not, but I was yeah, trying my yeah. best. And, I had a like fucking air comb or something. And then <laughs> I remember my dad was a bit of a skeptic because my dad is almost like the Grim Reaper. Everyone who wants to be a rock star who didn't make it works in a guitar shop. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And my dad was a bit of a, a Grim Reaper. So he was a bit like, oh, I don't know. like You know what I mean? But then I, I remember him coming to Brixton Academy, 5,000 sold out. And him going to tapping my mum and going, oh, I think he's going to do it, you know. I mean, <laughs> mum's like, it's 5,000 people here. I think what? he did it already. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? And um, to kind of go back around, like, I have never felt family like I feel like with my fan base. Mm. And I don't think they have either. And that is what this is about. I think the world of the internet and trends and everything moving so quickly. I think what Youngblood is, it's almost like the antithesis to that. It's real through the digital. We find each other online and then we meet each other in person. It's not about a fucking trend or a a moment. It's about a lifetime and it's about knowing these people when I'm 70. And going through these things, like I want to grow up with my fan base. See the world with my fan base. I want to break my leg with my fan base. I want to. I want to get heartbroken with my fan base. I want to get myself up off the floor because. I'm having an anxiety attack with my fan base because we're doing it together so life is more bearable. Is there one story you remember where you touched the fan so much with your music that it just resonates with I think with this you? day touched me. I think Mars was um, it was was the most incredible experience in my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think like with it all, I was in Maryland and a young trans girl and we were, I, I can't remember a name for the life of me. And, and I'm tr- I try every single day. I'm like, fuck, what is, the, what is her name? Like, she had this green raincoat on and, and it was literally like matching green lipstick that was a bit faded because it was really hot. And there was wood chippings beneath us. That's what I remember. I don't know why I fucking remember wood chippings. <laughs> green green duffel coat and, and, and lips. And, and um, 
and she just said I want she was like this community has helped my parents understand who I am amazing because a mum and dad didn't couldn't fathom or believe the fact that she was and she always had been a girl a whole life until she said that they came to a, a young blood show and they saw other kids like her and they saw the community scream so loud you can't fucking fake that mm. you know what i mean it's like when you hear the screams and when you hear the the this is who i fucking am in a crowd you can't fake that shit and she said that her parents after that accepted her for for who, who she is and and um it was a moment of my life where i ain't ever going to forget that wow I had to write about it. Yeah. Because that's the thing about me. I don't fucking care about how many records I sell, Scott. I don't. I care about how many people I walk out to. And you touch. I, and that's it. I care yeah. about, I'm going to dedicate my whole fucking life to making people feel like they can be who they are. Definitely. And, and it's a lot about speaking the truth on this new record. Completely. Um, even the song, you know, The Funeral, it's not really about dying. It's about life. Life is about life. Uh, and talk to me about the song, obviously, and, and what it means to you, because I think people probably misconstrue the meaning of the That's song. That's the thing. I think, as I say, I want to call it The Funeral because it's about life and rebirth, because it's like me listing off everything I'm insecure about. Because if I said it first, then if they say it, it doesn't matter. They can't touch me. You almost become invincible. I'm just like wanted to relay a message like own your insecurities they're beautiful imperfection is what is perfection to me you know what i mean it's like to be imperfect is beautiful to be different is beautiful to be strange is beautiful i pledge allegiance to the fucking strange yeah. you know what i mean it's yeah. like that's what it's about it's 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 it's, it's about owning who you are yeah, I guess, it's, right? it's boring to yeah. be the same own up to it I just think if you if you're seventy percent who you are to appease the people around you, you're only if you're seventy if you're being seventy percent yourself to appease the people around you, then the people around you are only seventy percent right for you. True, very true. So well said. So definitely check out. I mean, the new record, the tour. Actually, we got into the tour a little bit. You just finished the tour. Finished the tour. Thirty-seven dates, I think. Thirty-seven dates across America. How'd the tour go, by the way? Fucking mental. It was wild. I think. Palais Royale and you. Yeah, Palais Royale and Party Face, Charlotte Sands, Upsall did some shows. It was it was just insane. It was just like mental. Like coming back to America, I forget how fucking crazy you are. Yeah. But I tell you what, (laughs) Alice, the best people are. You know what I mean? And um, any shows that stand out for you? Any cities? Denver, mental. Texas, crazy. We, I, I just said to my agent, we got to go to Nebraska. we got to go to Spokane. we got to go to Boise. Because I think that means so much to those, those communities when, when bands roll through. You yeah, know? they don't and get music a the, lot. You know what I mean? And I was yeah. like, I'm, I'm going there. And um, I just couldn't believe how many people turned out for us. I still, it's still a shock for me. Every time I go on stage, I ask, is there anyone out? <laughs> and everyone's like, damn, it's been sold out for three months. What are you <laughs> yeah. talking about? You know what I mean? But... I think my biggest fear is that it's a, it's abandonment and um, and you know is there anyone out there? Yeah, I love that story. I always hear that you ask your guitar tech before you go on every night. Hey, uh, how's it looking? And you're, and he's like, Yeah, it, it's, it's sold out. Rammed. It's five thousand. <laughs> so. That's what I'm saying. It's just like when we played Ali Pali, ten thousand sold out. He was like, Yeah, there's fucking ten thousand people here. What are you talking about? I was like, Oh. <laughs> Let's talk about the tour. The tour continues. You're actually off the to tour continues. You're up to London. I, I go, think tonight, I go, right? Yeah, I go. I fly to London tonight. Um, I go to Europe, all across Europe, then to Australia, and then back to America. So Willow Smith, 
on the new song. Memory yeah. is coming out. Obviously, the spin covers drop in. Wild. Check out the new album. New album. There's so much coming as well. There might be some movie action. I don't know. Any other scoops that we could have? Because obviously, we're there all might, about there the might scoops. Be a, there might be a movie soon. Okay. Movie being movie about your life. Can't could... tell you. <laughs> okay. Just leave it ambiguous. <laughs> up, to, up to the viewers to go mental. Well, I love seeing your growth. I love seeing how much you succeeded. Obviously, like I said, three, four, five years ago, whenever we were hanging, and I think when I first met you, you had something, I don't even know, maybe it was like 40,000 followers. Now there's like 4 million people that are following you. Like, there's so much, you know, and you've done so much for the rock and roll community, and, and you've stayed true to who you are. I'm so excited for this new record. Dude, I can't wait for you to hear it. It's like, it's, it's, there's a sample on it that has literally um fulfilled my wildest dreams amazing we can't we can't say who it is can't say who it is but i'm saying to you like if you truly know me have a guess are there references to joy division the cure that's that's literally i think this album is kind of really it's so funny like i talk about the reason i put pink socks on i was obsessed with jamie reed vivian westwood and the punk movement in the 70s late 70s in, in 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 the uk and that movement very quickly orchestrated by Malcolm McLaren and um, turned into New Wave and New new Romantics and all that. That's, it's so crazy to me. It's almost like this album is very New Wave, Joy Division, The Cure, The Smiths, um, Susie Sue, Boy George, Duran Duran, Vibes. Um, it kind of like, I've been living, starting, very punk influence, very, you know what I mean? Like, Soho, King's Road, Sex, Vivian Westwood, moving on to New Wave, New Romantics, Malcolm McLaren, Blitz Club, Club Covent Garden vibes with this next record. And I'm so excited for people to hear it because I, I adore that music. It's it's what, I, for example, when I get in the car, it's what I put on and... Me and my guitar player, Adam, we always like, let's make music our mates to listen to. Yeah, yeah. One of the things I love about you is that I love the fact that you're constantly reinventing yourself. If you look at Bowie and how he was always reinventing himself, I mean, that's what I think of when I think of you as an artist. And so even, I think you did that Bowie, you did Life on yeah, Mars, that which was, is a tribute, was which was great. It was mental. And you played with Earl Slick, I think. Uh, it was, it was, yeah, it was Mike Garson and all those guys. It, yeah. was, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty mad. Incredible. How did that feel? It must have been great to. I just think like, with it all, like when kind of, I wish I would have met him, and I felt like I, I knew him. I felt a, a connection to him that it wasn't just me putting his records on. I was playing with his band in in a in a in a dark room with a spotlight on, while NASA was sending a fucking spaceship to Mars. I was like, "What the <laughs> fuck? Like, it's closest to Bowie I'm gonna get." You know what I mean? Yeah. To David, I'm, I'm ever gonna get. And I think with it all, that's the way I am as an artist. I'm never gonna stand stand still. I've I've kind of done. If I do it, I've done it. You know what I mean? If you want the same album out of me three, fifteen times, I'm not gonna do it. It's not gonna happen. Yeah. So I, I, I love you, but I'm sorry, that's not who I am. Yeah. I'm always gonna be. I think like I love artists like Linda Ronstadt as well. Yeah, you know what I mean? She did did everything, everything. Yeah, because that's I believe the way I want to be as an artist. As I say, like I want to do theater one day. I want to do acting one day. I want to do, I want to do conceptual movie album one day you know what i mean I, i've got so much to do and so much to say and so much to create this album it's all about if you're doing what's current right now you're already late so i'm just gonna create what i believe 
where I believe my art and art should go. And if I'm right, great. If I'm wrong, sick. You know what I mean? I think that's the point. I think to the biggest adjective is fearlessness to to create because you you might not it's not it's it's never been about instantaneous credit for me. I don't care about that been the artist of the moment. I want to be an artist over time who 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 when people go, Oh fuck, he did that and he did that and he did that because when you look at Bowie's catalogue, there's seventeen genres in there. Yeah. But every single era you transported to in an hour when he's fifty or thirty or forty, because he 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 consolidated and 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 built a, a catalogue that's unlike any other. Well, that's the artist that you remind me the most of in terms of his career trajectory. So, what an honor to have Fingers you here. Crossed. Fingers <laughs> crossed. Uh, I love seeing you. We gotta, you know, hang out a little bit more often in the future. I, I oh, hope I dude, get to I see love you more. it, man. Absolutely. When when we're back, let's have a beer. And I I want to sit down and play you the record to see what you think. I you would know love to mean? hear it. Well, memories. Check out memories. By the time this comes out, yeah, it'll be memories out. Memories be announced. Obviously, the funeral, the new record in the fall. In the fall, September, September second. And go check out yourself on tour. Obviously, Let, it's yeah. Out. As I say, go uh, follow me on social media or stuff. W double the flavor. Why you in GBLUD? I'm so excited to see you. Thanks Thank for coming on. Thank you so on. much, I appreciate Scott. It, Rock and roll. You're the best. Appreciate you. You too. You're listening to Lips LA with Scott Lips. That was awesome. Such a great guy. So many stories. So fascinating. And what a rise to success. Loved having him on the show. You'll hear him again on the show soon. Coming up, I'm sure. Youngblood Dom. If you like the show, please make sure to tell a few friends about the show. The show is free. It comes to you every other Monday. I am on Cameo, so check me out there. We have a great lineup of guests coming to you, so check out the future to see what's uh, in store. And uh, thanks again for tuning in. I appreciate it. do y'all i'm uncle drank star of the ballad of uncle drank it is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me fictional golf and western country music pioneer uncle drank the series also stars luke wilson brian kelly chelsea lynn kinky friedman and billy zane as a talking blender named blendy you can find the ballad of uncle drank on sirius xm pandora stitcher or wherever you get your podcast